0: All right, guys, we're back. Episode five. Sorry for the long absence, but we're back. Um, today we're excited. We're talking about bows. Um, we're not necessarily focusing on hunting with a bow, but instead just talking about bows. Um, ben recently got a new job working in an archery shop, and so he's kind of gotten to, uh, I guess, get some insider information where he's, you know, learning more about bows. On a I'm an th- expert now. <laughs> No, but he but he is spending a lot more time with the bows, and then so I think that that will be a um, huge asset for us talking today. And then for me, I'm brand new into bows this year, so um, I'll kind of offer my insight, what I'm learning, um, you know, things that are different, things that are hard, um, things that maybe I didn't expect getting into bows. So with that, let's just jump right into it.
1: Yeah, yeah, again, sorry for that long absence. It's been it's been a wild ride the last couple weeks. As you can tell, we're in a new space. This is Thomas's garage. I don't know if we'll stay here. We might do some episodes here. Um I bought a house too, and we're redoing the basement. So I think we're gonna build a build a headquarters down there is kind of the plan right now. Little north and south headquarters. Yeah, that's right. Uh yeah, it's been crazy. Um yeah, like Thomas said, I started a new job at an archery shop, which has been cool. Yeah, it's been a learning experience because I I don't know. I, I love the outdoors. I hunt a lot, and I've archery hunted, but it's only been for the last couple of years. So I would not say that I'm an expert. I have people call on the phone, and they'll ask me these questions that just go way over my head. I'm like, oh, let me put you on hold. I'll put you in contact <laughs> with somebody who knows a lot more than I do. But it but it's fun. I, I'm I'm learning a lot, and I think that I think that it's uh it's gonna be good. So with that, so
0: um you know we. Like always with our episodes, we encourage our listeners to send us your questions, send us your feedback. Um, you can hit us up through email, podcast at forgottenoutdoors.com. Um, you can also find us on our website, fill out our questionnaire form. Website is uh, forgottenoutdoors.com. And then, as always, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, we're on all the social media. So, Find us, hit us up. We we love your questions, and uh, we will do our best to answer those questions as we do these podcasts. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I know that you guys are dying to know, and thanks for asking, Tom, but my babies are doing good. I know that you all <laughs> care about that.
0: Yes, Ben's twins, freak.
1: Yeah. Well, let's move on. Let's let's actually talk about bows instead let's of just spin our wheels. So, Thomas, I guess we'll start off. I'm going to ask you, I guess, some questions. Okay. Um, so, I got a new bow, kind of one of the perks of my job. They, uh, they hooked me up with the new Bowtech Revolt. And that thing is sweet, and so I've been trying to get Thomas into bow hunting for the last couple years, and he uh, finally pulled the trigger because I sold him my old bow. So, so what's what what's been your first like initial reaction um, for shooting bows? Because we've been we've been out shooting out in the field behind his place the last couple days, and yeah. So what's been your experience so far? So I will say that my number one thing is I I love that you can
0: actually practice shooting like right here, right in your backyard. Um, that's not an option with uh, with guns. It's not really an option with rifles. Like, you, you just can't do that. So the fact that I can walk out my back door, get in the field, and, you know, walk 20, 30 yards away from a target and start shooting is really cool. And, um, you know, one thing that I will say, just based on my experience the last couple of days, is it's, I would say, almost a necessity to have some kind of a backstop. Um, behind your target because for me, like day one, we went out into the field. Um, we didn't have a backstop and I already lost an arrow. So and that's just you know inexperience, that's me learning what it feels like to hold the bow. Um, and and so then day two, day three, we've been shooting in front of a little like dirt mound and that saved three or four of my arrows. So mm-hmm. I, I would say that that initially, I would just say it's not as easy as it looks. Uh, make sure that you have something in place to make sure your arrows aren't traveling somewhere that you don't want them to travel.
1: Yeah, and not just for the sake of losing an arrow, but for the sake of everyone's safety. You know, you for don't sure. want to be like shooting through the slats in a fence and nail some kid or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I guess you bring up a good point, Tom. That it's it's not as easy as it looks, and that's that's just in general. I think with shooting, um, whether it's guns, handguns, rifles, archery, I don't think that it's some God given gift that you're a great shot. I think some people have, you know, abilities and they're more talented at shooting and they can, they can shoot better and more accurately than other people can. I do think that's a, that's a real thing. And I
0: think, I think with bows, it like your muscles, like your strength has a lot to do with that. Like um, I will say that's one thing Ben said. He was like, Hey, just so you know, like you're using totally new muscles. So it doesn't matter if you can, you know, it doesn't matter if you can go and curl a 60-pound dumbbell, it doesn't mean you're going to be able to pull back a 60-pound bow properly and making it, you know, feel natural and look natural.
1: Right. Yeah. You're, you're using totally different muscles than yeah. you do at the gym, you know, with the curls and bench press. And so if, if this is something that you're wanting to get into, uh, shooting rifles, handguns, bows, that's what we're talking about today, don't get discouraged early on when you're throwing arrows everywhere. Yeah, I mean that that's that's normal. It's it's a normal thing. Um, you're not just gonna pick up a bow and have like these super steady hands. Oh, I, I I can shoot a rifle okay, and you know be shooting the back of your other arrows, Robin Hooding them. You know, it's just it's not gonna happen. It's a it's a sport that takes a lot of practice, which and, is awesome because you can do it in your backyard.
0: Yeah, and the practice part. I mean, there's a certain level of fatigue that comes with that. Like your muscles are working pretty hard to hold back that bow, pull back that bow. Um, I guess just for clarification purposes, we are specifically talking about compound bows. Yeah. Um, That's, that's what we shoot. So, you know, we don't have a ton of uh, experience with, you know, long bows or recurve bows. Um, So if, if anybody is listening to this and they do have experience with that, you know, we'd be curious to get your your insight and, yeah. you know, see if the information is accurate across all bows or or if this is unique to compound bows.
1: Yeah, and I work with a guy who's really into the traditional bows. Um, but, yeah, we're not. I, I haven't – I don't have much experience with those. And so we're shooting compound bows. And so when you hold them back, it's not quite as hard. You know, there's a certain um, percentage of let off when you're pulling it back. And then the, those cams turn and it's easier to hold back. But – but yeah, it does. It does take that that muscle memory and that practice to really be able to, to shoot more arrows and to not get those shakes, you know, because we were we were shooting earlier before we did this podcast episode. And, mm-hmm. you know, we had flung 40 or so arrows and our groups started to spread out a little bit because our arms are getting tired and we're getting a little bit shaky. So with that, Ben,
0: actually question on that. So if you're if someone's brand new getting into a bow what would be a recommended amount to shoot each time they go out
1: like number of arrows yeah
0: yeah because you don't you don't want to get shaky and then i feel like i feel like when you're shaky that's when you can maybe start messing up with your groups and then you start to question if your sights are on or whatever right. so so what would be a good standard if you're brand new
1: yeah that's a good question i i think it's honestly like personal preference um i think everyone's going to be a little different i don't think we can nail down like 12 arrows and then you should stop well i usually do when i'm like you know, have been shooting regularly, and I kind of have those muscles built up. I'll shoot probably 25 arrows like before work, and then call it good because I'm not shaky. Uh, I do think that you should you should practice to the point where you do get shaky um, now and again because it does, I think that's when you get that muscle fatigue. It's like going to the gym, you know. You want to hit that almost that failure point so that you can actually build those muscles. And so I think that that it's good, but you, when you're shooting, you want to make sure that you're not second guessing yourself like you said yeah. and saying, "Oh my gosh, I'm I'm shooting like this now. I need to change my sight." I wouldn't be changing your sight if, you know, the last 20 arrows have been on and all of a sudden you're shooting different. It's probably you. Right. You're probably getting tired. It's probably not the bow. So like, I think it was yesterday. Yeah. We were shooting, and so I have a new I have a new sight on that bow that I got and it's a different kind of sight than I've ever shot before. And I don't know, they have their pros and cons. It's called a Spot Hog, and instead of a bunch of different pins, Like on your regular bow sight for different yardage markers, you know, like you have a 20, a 30, a 40, 50, 60 yard pin, like the bow that I sold Thomas, Mm -hmm. this has two pins and it adjusts and you have a little tape on the side that says, turn it to 24 yards and you hold that one pin, you shoot 24 yards, turn it to 56 yards, you're shooting 56 yards type of thing. Um, It has its pros and cons, I think. And so I'm still trying it out. Um, but we got to the point and we were out at 60 and we're shooting. And before I put my final tape on and finalize it, uh, I was like, yeah, let's, let's shoot tomorrow because yeah. we were getting, we were getting shaky and I didn't want to trust our groups at, at that point. Cause we'd put a, a bunch of arrows, uh, down range. And so, so yeah, so we finished sighting that bow in today when we had fresh arms and we were, we could trust that group. So as far
0: as, uh, as far as hunting with a bow goes, yeah. Um what do you think is the most like what do you think is the most um worthwhile investment to put on your bow as Ooh. far as an attachment yeah, because accessories. It, so here, so here's the thing so bows can be kind of expensive like that I mean it's just the reality of it um Diamond Pro is it Diamond Pro Edge? Yeah. I would say that's like kind of your standard low end bow and I mean you're looking at 3 350 bucks with that. So Um, you know, they can be, they can be a little bit spendy. Um, and so that's why, that's why I asked the question because, you know, there might be somebody who's looking to get a nice bow, but once you spend, you know, a thousand bucks on a sweet bow, you don't have a whole lot of cash left over. So what would be worthwhile on, on spending money on?
1: Yeah. Um, I would say, I would say a good site is a, is a big thing. Okay. Um, also, a, a good release. So if you don't, you're you not familiar with archery, you know that's the thing that ha- hooks onto your wrist and that you hook onto your string and it's like a little trigger. So you're not, those compound heavy bows, you're not pulling them back with your fingers. You have this thing hooked to your wrist that you hook it onto your string with, pull it back and there's a little trigger. So I'd say that's a good thing. And, and in my experience with, with the bow that I just sold you, the biggest thing that helped me shoot better um was an arrow rest that's what's sitting on your that's what your arrow sits on it It rests on on your bow um when i started out i just had this cheap they call them a whisker biscuits like all those little hair things that you see and you just kind of slide it in and it rests and those are all right but they're going to wear out over time and they're going to throw your arrow differently because those fletchings the veins on your arrow are going to hit those and they're going to come out a little differently every time And like i said that wears down and you start to you start to see a difference um, and then I, ha- I went through a couple different styles of rests before I found the one that I, I like. It's these QAD, uh, these drop-away rests. It's a little Y that your arrow sits in. And when you release that string, it drops out of the way. Um, that's what I really like. I put another one on this new bow that
0: I had. Yep. And and, and I, Ben, so when I bought the bow from Ben, I kind of just said, hey, man, like, I'm brand new. Whatever you recommend, I'm buying. So you just tell me what to get. And that's and that's what I did. So, yeah. so you, you know... I agree. I think that that rest has been awesome that, that you put on that bow. And so it makes a big difference.
1: Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't think that you have to go and spend thousands of dollars to kill an animal. No. Whether that's, whether that's with a rifle, whether that's with a bow, I don't think money is the key factor for sure. But I do think that the nicer gear that you get, the better your experience is going to be. Whether that is with a weapon, whether that's with the clothing that you're wearing, whether that's, you know, the the four-wheeler or the boots that you have on. You know, I think that better gear can definitely enhance your experience, the quality of your experience, but I don't think it's a deal breaker. Yeah. So you were talking about these Diamond Edge Pros, these beginner bows, and you can kill an elk with those bows. They're not a child's bow. You can spend, you know, 400 bucks and get a setup that it's not the nicest bow out there. It's not... You know the quietest it's not shooting the fastest and hardest but you can still go and kill an animal out there and uh, i think
0: that that i think that that's a really important point because along with that i think you know so ben's bow right now is set at 60 pound draw correct 60, uh, i think 65. It's 65 yeah and excuse me the one that uh, i got from ben um is a 70 pound draw and that's that's a lot of weight like they yeah. uh, it's actually can be a little bit straining but There are bows out there that are set at 35 pounds that still kill animals so like that's that's another thing to to know is that you know ben's talking about like the financial investment but also like if you're worried about um not being you know strong enough to pull back a 60 65 pound bow there's other bows like you don't have to you don't have to be in any kind of you know, specific physical condition to be able to pull back on these things.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Like the, the bow that I was shooting is heavier than the one I am now. And I kind of miss it. Um, that bow shoots flatter, even though the bow that I currently have is a nicer, more expensive bow and it's easier to shoot. Um, it doesn't, I don't think it has quite the punch, but you can still kill an animal with a lighter bow. You do have to check your state regulations because there's minimum, draw length or or draw weight requirements i think it's 40 pounds here in idaho so i think you have to be able to pull back 40 pounds to hunt legally honestly i think it it becomes um practice and shot placement yeah i think i think more than the more than the bow that you have i think you do what you can to get the gear that you can and then you practice with it
0: because yeah if you're comfortable shooting uh you know uh, the diamond edge I don't know why we keep referencing that, but, <laughs> but if that's what you're comfortable yeah. with, if you put 100, 200 arrows through it and you're feeling good with it, then there's nothing wrong with that. You yeah. Know? So I think I think that that is important. It's, it really comes down to
1: practice and just time. Yeah.
0: Regardless of which bow you're using or yeah.
1: you know what kind of gear you're using. And rifles alike too. I think that I think that the gear that you use just become comfortable with it. Put yeah. in the time. It's an investment. I it, it drives me crazy when I see people that just you know they they get a rifle and they put like three rounds through it and then they go and shoot an animal or try to shoot an animal I, I don't know. I don't I don't want to offend anybody, but I don't don't think that's the most ethical way to approach hunting. I think that yeah. you don't have to put thousands of rounds through or thousands of arrows down range to be conf- confident, but I do think that you need to be confident because when you're getting into a sport like hunting, I think that you should have respect for the animals that you're chasing, for and sure. I don't. I don't think that's very respectful when you have a very high risk of making a bad shot and injuring an animal. I mean, that is like, that is one of the worst things in the world. The worst feelings in the world is to know that you made a bad shot on an animal, and that animal's gonna go run off
0: and, and, and die. And and die in a couple
1: days. <laughs> yeah, and no one's gonna, no one's gonna use its meat or anything. It was just a wasted life. I, I think that if you can do whatever you can to avoid a situation like that, you should be doing it. You should practice with the gear that you have so that you are confident and say, all right, I I know I can put that animal down. And and I think that's a good thing too. um, A segue into like the yardage of like, how far should you be out to shoot an animal? Um, And that's a big thing with bow hunters, you know, because Mm -hmm. you can't go very far. Um, We 60 yards, Thomas has learned is a far shot for a bow. And here hear got about guys that take those shots all the time and i'm not saying that you shouldn't take a 60 yard shot if this if comes the circ- the comfort level yeah yeah if you're if you're shooting dimes at 60 yards and this you're out in the woods and the the circumstance is right take Do the it. shot yeah but if that bull's walking there's a little bit of a wind and you're like i'm pretty good at 60 yards i wouldn't take that shot <laughs> you know that that wind can catch that arrow and put it two feet to the right and that's in the guts of that animal and it's it's gonna run for miles and go die a week later. Yeah, and that's not ethical in my opinion.
0: Yeah, and that, and I, you know I think confidence is a huge uh, something that I've experienced these last couple days. So um, I did the equivalent of a scope bite with a bow. So <laughs> what one was, like, was two like weeks the, ago? It was like
1: the first arrow through that bow. Wasn't yeah, it? It? it
0: was my first time shooting. Yeah. Um, not my first time ever shooting, but first time shooting the bow and. I pulled back in that 70 pounds kind of took me by surprise so I locked out my elbow and when I shot that bowstring just slapped just slapped my arm and uh, ended up bruising it and it turned (laughs) ugly and it was horrible disgusting yeah and it kind of just looked like raw meat on my arm but the that's the thing is like after I did that I was like I really don't want to keep shooting like I (laughs) shot three or four more that day but all of them were horrible shots because that confidence level was totally gone so then this last week, I went out again for my first time since that happened, and I was like, you know what, just to kind of help me feel more comfortable, I'm just going to wear a long-sleeve shirt and just, like, put a little layer of protection, and and now that I've shot it another 30, 40 times in these last couple of days, like, confidence is way better. Mm-hmm. And no, like what Ben's saying, I'm not going to, I'm not confident to take a shot of 60 yards, but at this point, yeah, at 20, 30, 40 yards maybe, if conditions are right, I'm I can pull on that, and I I feel I feel comfortable doing that now.
1: Yeah, and like like I was saying earlier, I think it's just I I'm not trying to say don't take a shot at 60 yards. That's not what I'm saying. Right. I'm saying be confident and know your abilities because you know I, I sh- I've shot a lot you know the past while I'm not a great shot by any means, but but I have practiced these last few years, and I, I can ha- I have a good grouping at 60 yards usually. Yeah. Um, and and being the vitals of an animal at 60 yards. But I, I have to be perfect oh, yeah. condition. I don't I don't take sixty yard shots unless it's a perfect perfect condition because an animal can jump a string, so they hear that bow go off and they can flinch and move before that arrow gets to them. Right, that's a thing. Um, wind can do all sorts of crazy things. Angle of you know the terrain can do all sorts of crazy things. So for me personally, that's knowing knowing my limits and knowing what I what I'm capable of. I don't take sixty yard shots unless the conditions are perfect, 40 yards, no problem, you know, 50 yards, I'll I'll most likely take that shot, but you know, 60 yards, they have to be a windless day, bedded (laughs) down kind of thing personally for me, uh, to take, to take a 60 yard shot.
0: Yeah. And I, you know, I just think it's cool. I, that's, that's ultimately, I think that that's the thing that gets me is like the, just the way that bows work, the functionality of the bow practicing with the bow, it's different than a rifle completely. Yeah. And so I'm excited. It really just broadens, it broadens your uh, opportunities for what you can do. Um, obviously with archery season, it's different than rifle season. Um, so you extend your time that you get to be outside and you get to be interacting with these animals and trying to, um, you know, just be in their habitat. And I think that that is what I'm, what's drawing me more and more to it is mm-hmm. the extended season. Yeah. Um, Something that is important to note, though, that um, I'm still working on is there is an online archery course that you have to complete, kind of like hunter's education. Um, It is kind of boring. I will just (laughs) say it. Um, And like some of the information, I'm like, okay, this seems useless. But overall, like it actually does give you some good information on just like the basics, like the safety of bows, um, what you should and shouldn't do. Um, it seems really basic now, but you know, for somebody who's never hunted, like it talks about dry firing and what that can do. Um, and you know, dry firing is just where you you release the, uh, release the strings without an arrow. Yeah. And ultimately you can like shatter your bow. Most likely will just blow up your yeah, bow. It will just blow up your bow and you run a risk of injuring yourself. So that's just something to know. If you're thinking about getting into it, you want to maybe pick up archery. Um, you can't just go and buy your archery tag over the counter and expect to go hunt. You have to have that archery course completed, at least in Idaho. I don't know if that's every state, but in Idaho, there is a course that you have to complete for that. Yeah. Know your regulations. Yep. We can't say it
1: enough. Know your regulations. No, it'll be fun. Um, Thomas, you've, you've tagged along with me on archery hunts before, um, but I've never been the, the arrow bearer, you know, the trigger man. So it'll be fun this season. Um, for you to you to have a bow in your hands and have the opportunity to go out and um, have a chance at killing something, it's, it's a totally different game. Um, I I prefer it over rifle hunting. Not not that I won't go out with a rifle and try to kill something. Yeah. Um, but it is a different experience. You're it's a totally different mindset of how you're going to approach those animals, how you're going to get that close yep. within forty yards of a wild animal, and guys. Forty yards is close. close. It's it honestly
0: it has amazed me with uh practicing with the target when we're standing there and we're like, Okay, this is twenty yards. I'm like, How are you supposed to get this close to an elk? How are you supposed to get this close to a deer? And I think that we I mean, our plan is to spend an entire episode talking about hunting with a bow. Yeah. Um so we we don't want to get too far into it, but it is just, you know, it's crazy. It's
1: and it happens, it's doable.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing is like I you know, I, Ben's obviously killed some stuff with a bow. Um, I have friends and other family members who kill with bows, so I mean, it is
1: possible. It's just, yeah. it's just practice and confidence. Yep, Yeah. yeah. It'll be, it'll be fun. Our, our plan is, uh, well, I don't know. We, we, uh, we put up some trail cameras <laughs> recently, up in some areas that I've hunted out before. I killed a bull up in this area last year with a bow at thirty-five yards, so it was a, it was a good shot there. It was pretty close um but yeah we we put some cameras up there and they just weren't really producing like we wanted to um we did an episode about trail cameras i think i said that already so we moved one of these cameras to a totally different location which normally i we're, i feel like i'm way more prepared for a hunting season yes than we have been, been like i can't believe that we're just getting our bows fi- like fine-tuned right now we should have been doing that like Months ago, and just practice, practice, practice. But we're kind of like flying by the seat of our <laughs> pants. And I, w- I, usually would never like do a lap move all the way, move a camera, you know, 50 miles away, right. like a month before the season. But we did. It's just been crazy with kids and houses and jobs, whatever. It's besides the point. <laughs> but we put the uh, camera on this water hole that we're like, oh yeah, this is gonna be awesome. If you watch our Instagram stories or Facebook yeah. stories, we talked about this water hole, this wallow, big mud wallow um for elk you know that's what we're like yeah these elk when they're in the rut they come into this mud hole and they'll just thrash around get all dirty and muddy and and that's we thought this was going to be the ticket and maybe it still will yeah we don't know we don't know but every day (laughs) since we put that camera up there we've got a picture of a bear and usually it's a different bear yes and we got a picture of the biggest bear that i've ever got on camera and i've ran a bear bait last five years or so I mean, i've probably got pictures of like over 100 bears and this is the biggest bear and, and that's the thing that's the where we're at there's a lot of grizzly
0: bears yeah and so it might be a grizzly. it may be a grizzly and night? that's and that's the thing that's what's kind of scary about where we're at is because it's pretty new and then getting a new bear almost every single day is like you know so originally we planned planning to elk elk hunt this yeah but we're thinking that this is turning into a fall bear yeah <laughs> fall yeah. bear hunt
1: yeah, the, the bear season opens up. So yeah, I think that kind of what we're planning is we're going to try to go f- throw some arrows at some bears out of this water hole. And we're not even going to bait it. I don't think we need to bait I don't it. Need it. I think that this water hole, this wallow is being more successful than some of the baits that I've ran in the past. It's crazy. We have so many bears coming into this thing, so it's wild. So I I think that yeah, I think that opener like early September, um, before the elk really get into the rut, I think that we go try to smoke some bears. Be For awesome. sure,
0: that yeah. So, so like I said, we are going to do an entire episode on hunting with these yeah, bows. We're kind of transitioning into <laughs> but, it right but now, but that's the thing is that this is good because, um, send us your questions, yeah, because this is a great time to get questions about hunting with a bow, and then we can hopefully respond to them, answer them yeah. on that episode when we actually talk about it. Mm. Um, I'm excited, like, like we mentioned, this is my first year doing it, I'm really excited to get out and try it. So send me your, your questions. Send me your questions if you have like first time experience questions. Um, you know, I'm I'm excited to share my experience. I'm sure that we'll be sharing it on Instagram, Facebook. Yeah. Follow us on those platforms. We'll be kind of taking you on our journey this, this fall as we get close to elk season and as we maybe hunt some bears.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it'll be awesome. And I'm excited with this job and everything to learn more about archery hunting in general or just bows you know that right. it's it's a it's a world that you can get very very anal <laughs> about you know that like, yeah. you can get really mixed up in the details of how many grains and spine and you know straightness tolerance of arrows and and all, all sorts of stuff it's really fun it's interesting and and, it's, and 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 some of those guys that i work at the shop with um they don't hunt a ton uh they're more focused they do more like just shoots competitions there's there's archery clubs and people that go and they shoot targets and they they do different ranges and they shoot these foam animals and they have a great time doing that and you know that that's some people's hobby they don't might not want to get into the hunting side of it but they're still into the archery side of it i mean isn't it like an olympic sport or something that's i feel horrible there are professional competitions. I do know that. I've Cause seen I them. Because I don't know. Because yeah. if it is
0: an Olympic sport, I haven't watched
1: it. No, I don't know. I don't know.
0: But regardless, um, I think, you know, we're probably going to start doing some more gear reviews on our YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, and in those, we will probably talk about some of the things Ben's talked about with, you know, the different type of arrow, different type of fletchings, different bows. So follow us on YouTube. Um, and I, I think at this point, we're kind of wrapping up this yeah. episode. So... Um, you know, this is just kind of our chance to do a little shameless plug to go follow us on all of our uh, platforms and um, listen to our podcast where we love feedback. We've gotten yeah. some feedback. It's been awesome. Um, continue with that feedback.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thanks again, guys. Uh, we will be more consistent moving forward. Yes. I don't plan on having twins again anytime soon. If any kids anytime soon. Uh, And I don't, I don't intend on moving anytime soon either. Um, So our, our, our personal lives should calm down enough that we'll be able to pump out at least an episode a week and and keep up with that content, especially going into this hunting season. Hopefully we'll have some good content for you guys and we'll be able to talk about real time experience. You know, like yesterday we had this experience instead of like two years ago. So we're really excited for that. And the feedback has been awesome guys. Keep it up. Yeah, um, we're we are dedicated to helping improve your experience in the outdoors and help you guys build that confidence in the outdoors as as we build our confidence for sure in the outdoors. But anyways, thanks again, guys. And we will catch you on the next episode. We'll see ya.